Hello, welcome to Get the Weird, and I am Jan, and I am here alone at the beginning of the podcast. Lane will be dri- uh, joining me shortly, and we have a special guest tonight, Rob Shriver from the Troth International Heathen Organization. Rob has just been elected as the steersman of the Troth. Welcome, Rob. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, John. It's uh, nice to talk to you again. It's been a while. It has been three years since Troth Moot 2013 when I first met you. Yes. <laughs> and I think that was actually my, well, I know that was my first Troth Moot, and I think that was within my first year of being a Troth member. So it's been probably three and a half years that I've been a member, and I'm thrilled to be a part of the Troth. And congratulations on being elected as Troth Steer. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's great. Uh Having known you for the past few years, I know that you've got a lot of great ideas and passion for the troth and the things that we can accomplish for heathenry throughout the the world, and particularly in America where where most of our members are concentrated. But it's really great, great news. Rob, can you tell us a little bit about the troth and uh, what it's about, what what we hope to do in the troth? Well, here, yeah, the, the troth is a large international heathen organization. Um, I don't know whether it's the largest or it's certainly one of the largest. We are an inclusive organization. We allow members of all different backgrounds to join the organization. Our number currently is over 500 and growing, and we are working to build that number to make the organization stronger. Awesome. Well, in my study of the Troth, I found that it was formed in 1987 by Edward Thorson and James Chisholm. And it was originally called the Ring of Troth. Yes. And it was founded as a international. Was it founded as an international heathen organization to begin with, or did it just grow into that role? I believe uh, it wasn't around at the time, but I believe that it actually was founded as an American organization and then grew and expanded beyond that. Yeah, it's well, thirty years on, it's it's hard to know all of the details of those first folks getting together and and getting things going. So. Uh, one of the things that I am excited about is what the troth what it what your website the troth.org says is that the troth is open to all who seek to know and to honor the gods ancestors and values of the germanic heathen traditions regardless of gender race nationality or sexual orientation the troth stands against any use of germanic religion and culture to advance causes of racism sexism homophobia white supremacy or any other form of prejudice and to me that's very important because, as you mentioned earlier, it's a very inclusive organization. And that's very important to our heathenry today. How do you hope to continue to advance that and see that more more people are aware of that part of the troth? Well, one of the things that was very important to me, even while I was associate steer, but I wanted to make it even clearer as I be, uh, took on the office of steersman, is that we have to be very clear to define what we are for rather than what we are against. And in previous incarnations of the message that you had just read, it says, you know, the troth does not support this or does not support that. It's far better for us to say that we stand against anything that, you know, racism, homophobia, et cetera, which is a bit of a, it's a, it seems like a semantic difference, but really stating what we are for really does begin to get more visibility about who we are as an organization rather than what we're not as an organization. And um, 
you're going to see throughout this whole discussion, you're going to see the recurring themes about our messaging and trying to be very clear about what we are as an organization, you know, also what we're not, but focusing on really what we want to do, who we are, rather than letting external organizations or groups define who we are. You know, in the past, one of our failings has been that we were not clear about our messaging, so other people were filling in the gaps, and that's something that I really would like to uh, work on over this next year. And we're already off to a pretty good start, I'm happy to say. Yeah, it seems like it. That mess or that statement was revised within the last couple of months, I believe, and uh, I think you're right. It's very, very clear about what the truth is and and how we are open to having a wide diverse amount of people and groups and folks that just want to honor and worship the gods, which is pretty awesome to me. Yes. <laughs> so tell me about yourself. Uh, help help. Uh, our listeners understand who uh, Rob is and how you came into heathenry. What makes you passionate about being a part of an organization like this? Well, I'm, I'm kind of an odd case, having grown up here in, uh, in Pennsylvania Dutch country and sort of straddling the worlds between the, the plain Pennsylvania German culture and the fancy Pennsylvania German culture, both of which have elements of them that really, well, you know, even if nominally on the surface are you know, Christian are not so Christian when you scratch the surface. And the uh, the way in which I grew up, on uh, one side of my family very much had all this folk religion element that, that ultimately was one of the sources of the development of the Orglava tradition of heathenry. But in my mind, I was Christian um, up until I was, I was going along uh, and I began questioning things more and more. And finally in 2007, you know, while recognizing for years that I was, you know, doing things that were definitely not in line with any church teaching, I finally uh, recognized that I was hearing the voice of multiple deities and began to look into other religions. And I started out with Hinduism for one day, picking up the book Hinduism for Dummies, and I'm not kidding. Um, (laughs) And the author of that book, whose name escapes me, uh, was of Norwegian descent, and in that book she mentioned the word Asatru. I was like, oh, what's that? So when I looked that up, I was like, hey, that's a lot closer to, you know, to me culturally. And then I began picking up Asatru materials, most notably Diana Paxson's Essential Asatru. And as I was reading that, I was like, hey, we got a lot of this stuff in our own culture, you know, just from a different perspective. And initially I was looking to take what I knew from our living folk culture and, you know, weave it into Asatru. And then... As time went on, I began seeing, you know, the two are similar in enough ways that they can exist side by side, but they're also different in other ways. So that's when Orgwalva as a separate identity became formed, along with other people who were in the discussion at the time, uh, back in 2007. And that's how I officially, like, identified myself as heathen by that point. And I joined the Troth in 2007 became the Pennsylvania steward in 2009, joined the, uh, was elected to the high read in 2011, appointed with the board's uh, approval to associate steer in 2013, and now steersman in 2016. Long time. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's quite a, a journey that you've had from Hinduism to and steersman of, the, of a heathen organization. My, my one day in Hinduism doesn't really count. 
Um, it was just, it was just, I knew I was hearing the call of multiple deities, but I could not pinpoint it. And uh, sometimes it, it, it's just kind of funny the route that you know, you look into Hinduism, the next thing you're ending up with Asatru being mentioned in the book, and then you're discovering that you know everything that you're looking for is right in front of your eyes your entire life, and that's uh, and that's how and that to me is kind of miraculous because I've known these deities' names since I was a kid, but I didn't necessarily recognize them as deities because they were being called helpful entities in our healing practices and things like that. And uh, once I actually, in 2008, I began the study of Braukarai, which is our um, healing tradition. And through that, I became acquainted with many practitioners who were very syncretic in their practices, having all sorts of things that were definitely of um, old Germanic um, origin in their practices, began the folklore research project, which has caused me to interview, I think at last count, 134 elderly practitioners, which brought out a lot of folklore unique to our to our identity over here on this side of the Atlantic. It really that that has really informed the growth of he, of of Orglova among the Pennsylvania Germans here in this part of the country and also out in the diaspora all over the place and it's uh it's really been kind of a wild ride sometimes but it's been really wonderful. Great revelations I'm sure as you've uh, had the uh, path unfold to you. And it sounds like you've just been putting like a lot of finer points on it to help people be able to understand it better. Is is that fair? It is, and you know, I, I obviously I could talk to you about Orglova for you know weeks on end, but um, I'm I'm going to try to bring us back to the truth here. Is one of the things I like about the truth is the diversity of opinions and diversity of experiences, and the fact that you know that people from all sorts of different traditions come together within the umbrella of the truth and effectively communicate quite well amongst each other and are able to engage frithfully even when we uh, don't agree on a you know, certain points here and there. And um, that's one of the strengths of the organizations is its diversity. Um, it's also one of the challenges sometimes, and I don't really want to get too deep into some of the things that are, that are, that are complicated, but I will mention you know, the, the hailing of Loki is problematic for some people and also for the organization how best to handle it fairly with with the members and we have a policy in place right now that that is that is seems to be acceptable to most people yeah and lane is now here she Hi. is joining us and able to get her from a busy work schedule yeah. and uh, busy traffic i'm sure welcome lane thank you good to be here so rob earlier during your discussion of your coming to the troth and heathenry you throw out a couple of terms and what i'd like to do is try to help folks who don't aren't quite familiar with the troth to understand what they might mean so one of them was uh, steward high read associate steer and steersman some folks may not really know what those roles are can you help enlighten us um, with what those roles are sure i uh, i'll start with steward since that was the first one that i took on the steward is sort of the local face of the troth we strive to have a steward in each state, although sometimes uh, one steward may represent two or three adjacent states. And sometimes we are in need of stewards, so people who are troth members for a year and who are interested to in becoming a steward should email the high steward um, at highsteward at thetroth.org. And stewards, generally, we what, we what we do is we welcome members when they join the troth. We're alerted by the clerk that somebody in our state has joined. 
We send information to our members about what's going on in local heathenry or where they can find uh, local resources. And many of us also do uh, troth representation at other events like Pagan Pride Days, where we find people who might be very interested in finding out about the troth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually a very important role, um, and I'm hoping to really see it actually increase as the uh, next few years roll on. By the way, I, I used to be the steward for, I have to think about this, for Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, and New York. And But now, right now, all I have left is eastern Pennsylvania, which is my home territory. Um, and that's uh, that's a busy enough area in its own right. Then second was joining the high read. The high read of the troth is the board of directors. Uh, the members are elected for a, a term of three years. And... Uh, but it's usually like three. Uh, one year we'll have like three members uh, up for election. The next year we'll have three other members. So it's a rolling, a rolling election cycle. You're not voting for everybody on the high read at the same time. And much like any other organization, the uh, high read, as a board of directors, is responsible for the running of the organization. And the steer, uh, the steersman, in my case, is the essentially the president and CEO of the organization. Much like any other CEO, I come up with ideas or I try to execute the ideas that the Reed has uh, voted at our business meetings to put into place. And um, it's uh, a surprisingly busy job, but uh, so far, so good. I imagine as having functioned as the associates here for the last three years, the busyness of the job is not a surprise to you, or are you a little bit surprised about how much the steer actually is responsible for. I think I actually kind of have a different perspective from a lot, uh, a lot of other people on this, and that is because as as associate steer for three years, um, I, I was able to to begin to think about what I would want to do should I take on the role of steer. So I was pretty much prepared with a, a list of ideas that I already had, some of which are things that prior steer, Steve Abel and I had... Uh, had discussed and were would have put into place eventually anyway. But these a lot of these things are new ideas that are you know, just coming to fruition, even just since uh, since Troth moved, which it was last well in June, the, uh, the middle of June. So it's been about a month, but uh, we're moving very quickly and kind of excited about it. So I think that the excitement and the momentum that's building is actually making the job more enjoyable, even than being associates here. <laughs> Go figure. So far, that could change. You're a month in, so I think you'll have some great experiences, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Piggybacking on the fact that uh, the steersman has a lot of, or the steer has a lot of responsibilities and things to do, why, why would you want to add that? It sounds like you're pretty busy with all of the things you already are involved with. Uh, this is uh, quite... A, quite a big responsibility and must entail a lot of vision and passion to want to take that on. Well, I honestly believe that the Troth's best days are ahead of it. I do think this organization is capable of doing amazing things. Quite honestly, I think that sometimes the Troth has a little bit of an inferiority complex, which I'm sort of used to because I, you know, I, I live outside of Philadelphia, and Philadelphia has a bit of an inferiority complex, but it still can be a great city that can accomplish great things. And I really do believe in this organization. We have some great volunteers with all sorts of experiences, and 
as you know, even before I was Spear, when when it came time to try to come up with an idea for just a little item to to you know give to participants at Troth Moot, you know, the, I, I'm also the merchandising coordinator for the Troth. I just brought up an I you know I just brought up a request for ideas, and like so many people came out with great ideas, and the team was really just like so excited to have something to do. And they came with these little, you know, flashlight beer bottle combination open, you know, a beer, beer bottle opener combination thing. And it was really cool because at, at Troth Moot, a lot of people don't have a bottle opener and when they want one. And a lot of people forget their flashlights. And <laughs> here you got both in one with the Troth logo and everything. And it, was, it was just a little branding opportunity, which branding is something that is important to me. And so I, I just really think that we have a, a, a great potential here. And I will add one other thing to that is another name that I left off of this was Inreach Heathen Prison Services, which is the Troth Prison Outreach, or Inreach, really, which began in my kindred and eventually got moved up to the Troth because it became such a large endeavor that it was too big for my kindred to handle. And this is where I think the Troth's evolution really lies, is... You know, back. Um, I'm probably going to piggyback on questions that you might have for me later. I'm probably going to actually preempt them right now. But when I joined the Troth back in 2007, there weren't that many kindreds around. There were some, but they were you know, small and very distant from one each other, uh, from one another in many places. And a lot of people didn't have you know, other heathens in their area that they knew of. The Troth was very good for networking like that, and in a sense, taking the place of kindreds you know, at that point for a lot of people. But now there are heathens in a lot more places, there are more kindreds, there's more opportunities to network with, you know, heathens or heathen sympathetic pagans. And the need for the you know, the kindred aspect of the troth is has been diminished. Which is a good thing because it shows the growth of heathenry, but you know, it means that the troth needs to focus its efforts elsewhere. Now, that top-notch scholarly, scholarly work and publication that the Troth produces, that has got to continue. This organization produces some fantastic materials. But it does. But, Definitely. You know, but what is it that, you know, where is the Troth's evolution? Well, now that we have more kindreds and more, you know, more, more heathens, we, have, we can start to work on addressing larger needs. And the first manifestation of that was in reach. There, there are many, many heathens are you know in prison. Many of whom were not identifying as heathen when they went to prison. They don't have adequate resources to be able to tap into the uh, to the religion. They don't know where to reach out to. Their chaplains are not informed about what heathenry is, what heathenism. In some cases, they actually uh, kind of are hostile or at least antipathetic toward it. And um, so that challenge needs to be met. There are, of course, many people who think that we don't owe anything to anybody who's in prison because we're essentially outlaws. And uh, this is where the Troth can really play a major role. And that is one of the things that really led me to want to um, take on the role of Steers because I saw the need for InReach. InReach became a Troth program. I've been the program coordinator for that since I think 2012, maybe 2013, I'm not exactly sure what's but it really is, it, it's an important thing, and there's other programs that I can that I can see and think of 
that a large organization with a presence across the continent, as well as you know on other continents, can begin to work on much better than a single kindred. Can. And uh, that's part of my goal is to help the trope evolve into that role. Excellent. Well, since you brought up the InReach program, maybe we could talk about some of the other programs that the Troth has, such as the clergy program, there's the lore program, the there's a children and youth program that uh, probably is growing more and more and more. You already mentioned the stewards, and then you've mentioned kindreds, part of the kindred affiliation program. Does that pretty much cover a lot of what the Troth is offering as part of its way to grow heathenry and grow individuals in their heathen practices? Well, let's see. I, I can actually talk about that quite a bit, too. Um, the clergy program has, you know, it does an excellent job of training people to go out and serve as Troth-identified clergy. Generally speaking, most of the people in that go through the Lord program first. Um, the Lord program uh, is also in a, in a state of growth, uh, with Tom DeMeo taking on the role of provost, Officially this year, I have a feeling he's going to probably make it grow even more and bring in like modules and work from traditions such as Orgwalba, which are not represented, and most a lot of heathens don't know what the differences mm-hmm. and similarities are. The Kindred Affiliation Program actually is, as of this past Troth move, and I think I do need to change some stuff on the website about this, is now called the Troth Kindred Program because we have uh, two tiers now. We have full, you know, Full kindreds, and then we have hearths, which don't have enough members to be, you know, a full, a fully affiliated kindred. And uh, that's something you can probably, you know, if you need to talk about it, if anybody's interested in their troth members and they have a kindred, they might want to reach out to the uh, the cap cord. Oh, sorry, I'm still calling a cap myself, the TKT <laughs> coordinator, uh, Dennis Ford, and talk to him about it. But now the Children and Youth Program uh, is now becoming active. We actually have more people coming out in that team and uh, and looking into getting some more items started for the kids there. It's going to take a little while to grow because you know of, of needing to create resources, but we do have that in place finally. And then we have a whole bunch of little specialty teams that are not programs per se. Uh, our public relations team is working on, on devising more consistent messaging across the board. John Maynard is our communications officer. He was installed at Trothmoot, and uh, his his duty is going to be to make sure that our messages make sense and are consistent across our websites and in our publications, and that we have people uh, such as Camille Crawford, our Eastern Canadian steward. She has developed a new imagery for our banners, and you know our our, our logo will be the same, but we're going to start begin to use the same fonts. All this kind of branding stuff, which I said before, was sort of important to me. You're going to start to see more of that emerge and more consistency across the board. And we have a very active international relations team, which is is new. And it's and actually, I shouldn't say it's a team yet. It's still a committee, but I'm, I'm beginning to see the need for it. We have a lot of connections and conversations going on with like-minded organizations outside of the U.S. and Canada and uh, restoring some ties that had just sort of fallen, you know, not, not, not for any particular reason, just sort of had fallen by the wayside over the years. So I'm very excited about that, too. We, we have a lot of stuff going on in this organization right now. It sounds like it. It's pretty crazy. 
Yeah, it does. It sounds like a lot of good new work is being done. I hear you on the marketing and the branding. I work in marketing, and I've recently witnessed is the organization, uh, the, the Asatru community seem to spring up largely based on viral marketing to where uh, it's hard not to run into their stuff online. And I was, I think that it would be of a lot of benefit to try and focus on that kind of thing for the troth as well, to get your name out and to make sure that people are aware of you as an option, uh, not just as an option, but you know as, as a longstanding and beneficial organization. Um, a lot of people... Folks that I've spoken to, there's a fair number who haven't heard of you, who are, you know, heathen, or at least somewhere close by to heathenry. And there are a lot of folks who do know about the troth, or who do know it exists, but know almost nothing about it. So I, I think I think it's really good that you're working towards changing that. Yeah, we have a long way to go with that. I mean, our website has been a challenge for years. And uh, even just shuffling some of the pages' content will help people understand what we are better than they currently do but you know we we do have a pretty good team of people right now looking into the next incarnation of the website we just finished some repairs on some long-standing problems with the website that make it easier to log in and, and for members to actually see some content it, it it's such a minor change in my mind but it's such an important change in my mind um, oh, nowadays, absolutely. It took, it, it, it took uh, the programmer a weekend, and now I can at least point people back to the website and say, hey, you, know, you, you need to see all of our business meeting minutes. You got them right there now. It's just little things like that that actually you know, help make, make people see that you know, the organization is, is, is getting stronger again. For years, I, I, I worked in an organization, that, you know, a company, I should say, which had branding as its primary responsibility, and I became kind of I became sensitive to that, and, and the, the troth really can benefit from that, and a strong troth will definitely benefit even. I think you're right, and that's really exciting. And seeing sometimes people think, or one one might think, oh, you know, this is just such a small thing that we're doing, but. You do a lot of small things, and they add up to a lot of big things that people or that people can see, and they and and they all help the the organization run smoother and, like you said, gain that consistency across all of the platforms, and the uh, items like that are are just really great. So a little bit at a time, I think, is is, is a great way to play that. A little cautious and safe, and just kind of take baby steps. And I'm taking some baby steps, but we're taking multiple baby like we're, we have multiple feet taking steps at the same time because <laughs> millipede steps. Then we can call. There them. you go. I think that's pretty good because really <laughs> one of the things that that is very important is to begin to spread the work around and to, to give volunteers more opportunities to volunteer. There's a lot of people out there who really want to help the troth and 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 make it grow but they don't know how. They don't know how to get involved. So periodically you'll see me posting a question like, hey, who has experience in, in, in the creation of disaster relief programs? Hint, hint. You know? And that is, then, then I begin to get the responses from that. It's like, okay, now we can start to look at, at maybe forming a committee to talk about these things. I do think that that's a component that we haven't leveraged in the past as well as we could have. And I'm very happy to be leveraging that, that right now. So That is really exciting, Rob. And, and 
even in my organization or my company that I work for, I was interviewing an executive and she had just um, gained a position and she was really excited about it. And I was interviewing her for a publication that I'm, that I write internally. And one of the things that she says that really sticks out to her is a quote from the CEO of our organization, which is every brain in the game. And basically that inspires her to look at the people that she works with to get those active minds mm -hmm. and those talented minds and get them all working for the good of the organization so that uh, we are doing what we need to do to be successful and and have longevity. Uh, and uh, that's really stuck to me, too. It's every brain in the game. So that makes me think about what you're doing. You're trying to get every brain in the game. I, I, I'm sure there's a lot of talent out in the troth and, and, and elsewhere that, like you said, spreading some of that workload out. We can probably get a lot of folks to really partner and help and, and get some great... Uh, ideas and energy going about it, which would revitalize a lot of activity. Yeah. And I, I mean, it, I feel like we've, I feel like we've begun to pop a cork because there's so many people, like there's so much energy stored up. We, we have people again, they, there's, they, we, they still need some direction from me and from the read. And we, on the read, we need some, you know, more direction from our members as to what they want, but we have all these projects already in motion it's going to take a little while to get some of them really up and running, but I'm really excited about where we're going. And um, I, 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 I'm eagerly awaiting the next uh, several months uh, to see how some of these things really begin to shake out. I should also mention that you know I, I've had to pull back from InReach because of some of these other projects, but luckily uh, Rory Bowman and Ma Mallory Brooks have taken up a, a lot of the work there. And so InReach is going to be possibly in better hands than it was when I was uh, running it because both of them are very dedicated and driven to make it work also. Hail to the doers. <laughs> Hail to the doers, exactly. Yeah. It must be good to be able to have that, that trust in folks that you can say, hey, can you take over this so I can focus on other things and then know that, that it's in good hands and they're going to be furthering uh, the vision and the materials and the, and the energy necessary to make it continue on as as it should. Yeah, it, it because one of the things this isn't my organization. This is our organization, and I think that that all of us who are you know paying members, you know, we want to have we want to have feel you know, feel like we ha have a stake in the game, and we do. And hence, I'm trying to increase more opportunities and come up with more ideas to speak to more people's skill sets, even if the skill set just happens to be somebody who you know who really likes to, you know, who really likes to have pub moods. You know, they can be a they can serve a steward or you know help as a like a deputy steward or something, and just really get you know get the word out there. There's just so many opportunities that are arising. And I think it's going to get more, you know, better and better the more that people begin to see that, hey, you know what, this change is really happening. So, um, yeah, this change is really happening. That's great. It's, it's exciting. It's exciting yeah, to see yeah. that vision. And I, I really believe, Rob, that that will invigorate other people and it just will spread like, like great wildfire, you know, in a good way just to go from one person to another and get people excited. I don't excited. think you want the wildfire spreading. <laughs> 
No, <laughs> especially like from here in California, we 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 abhor wildfires. Yeah, yeah I'd I'd settle I'd settle for like you know a a good a good burn, but not be a wildfire. But no, in all seriousness, I'm just really uh, I, I really am very proud of, of of this organization, and I really do think that we can you know focus on what we need to do to make it the best organization we can and to avoid getting caught up in distractions that have nothing to do with our organization and and avoid putting ourselves in the middle of things that really the truth, you know, that is not part of the truth's mission. And um, that that's important, is focusing on our mission. Because if we don't, then who will? So That's, that's so true. Mm-hmm. So, Rob, anyone who might be interested in the truth... What are some advice that you might have for someone who may be listening that's like, well, I'm not quite sure if the troth is for me or how do I get in, involved with the troth, even as just becoming a member? Or what does membership mean? Does it mean they're committed for the rest of their lives? Or, And it may sound like a insignificant question, but sometimes people just don't know. So help us understand that. Well, as much as I would love to say, that, hey, once they become members, they'll want to be members for the rest of their lives. I would love to be able to say that, but I can't say that yet, but I'm working on it. But membership is for U.S. Mem- uh, U.S. members is currently twenty-five dollars with the electronic delivery of our Iduna Journal, which by itself is you know definitely worth the membership. Forty dollars for a single membership uh, in the U.S. for the paper copy of Iduna. Broad, I don't know the prices offhand, but uh, the I, I do believe that the it's the same cost for the electronic Iduna, but. Um, Go out to www.thetroth.org, T-H-E-T-R-O-T-H.org, and check out check it out. Now I gotta warn you, the website is a little bit outdated, but we also have the Troth blog, which is at thetroth.blogspot.com, and get a little bit fresher ideas from there. You know, if you are in a state that has a steward, contact your steward and find out what's going on there. On the troth.org and under the programs, there is uh, the steward program is listed, and there's a steward locator map that will help you find the steward in your state. If you can't find a steward in your particular state or country, then uh, please hit up the high steward whose uh, address is listed on there, and uh, I'm sure she'd be more than happy to direct you to somebody that can help you. If you have general troth questions, you can email troth-questions at the troth.org. Our public relations director, um, Steve Ausband, will be more than happy to direct your inquiry to the right team. Let's see. Boy, there's so many other things. If you feel like uh, if you have a drawing towards prison work, uh, whether it's answering letters or actually going to prisons, and you have some experience with that or at least uh, people who can vouch for you within the heathen community, go out to Facebook and find the Tros Inreach Heathen Prison Services Volunteers Group, which you may join without being a member of the Tros. And uh, you can get some input and insight from the people on that group. The Troth has a community page on Facebook, which I don't know the address of offhand. Um, we have a group page, but that group page is for members only. The communica- uh, community page is public, and our uh, our lead moderator, Lisa Morgenstern, who's also on the Reach, he posts stuff out there and tweets stuff. Um, and so you can also uh, perhaps uh, ask questions through those um Venues as well. Um, last but not least, you can always email me at steer at the troth.org and I'll see if I can help you with what you need. Excellent. Go ahead. I'm sure that uh, anyone can just do a search in Facebook for the troth 
in reach or things like that, and they'll be able to somehow bring up the the appropriate groups and pages mm-hmm. that that they can connect with. Yeah, the uh, you know most of the com- most of the uh, committee member uh, committee or uh, team members they're they're closed groups for the people who are actually members of it. But the community page, that one's open for anybody to, to be able to contact uh, through. Um, and the inReach page is definitely open. I'm not sure of all the other pages. We do have a fair amount of pages. Sometimes we make a page for a, com- like a, a group page for a committee to discuss something, and then we uh, close it out when we're done. Um, but type in the Troth. There is one organ- There is one Facebook group that is not our, the Troth, though. Uh, I should, but it's still called the Troth, which is something I have to work on. But... <laughs> But, uh, so, so look for the Trost logo. Yes, look for the Trost logo. Right, <laughs> I'm sure that will get. This other tr- this other group isn't pretending to be the Trost. I don't it? think so. I think they're just, okay. they're just using the term. I I, I don't actually know because I haven't gotten uh, gotten on it yet. And there's some people on that, that there's some people in that group who I respect. So I haven't. Yeah, that that's a future thing that we have to figure out. Um, but uh, for the immediate, you know, for, for here and now. Um, you know, we're not going to take on the uh, not going to take on the trademarking and copyright stuff yet. But um, well, I'll be sure to have links in our show notes for the Troth website, the blog, and I will find the the community group page on Facebook, and I'll put the link in there for that as well to ensure that people can click on them and and find the Troth through at least those three avenues. And then any other avenue or any other groups and things, they can uh, go through the appropriate channels. Yes, and I, I do keep, you know, do encourage people if they're interested in Trost publications, which we do have some some pretty dang good Trost publications. Our show, uh, Ben Wagoner, and authors such as Diana Paxson and um, uh, and Stephen Grundy, Felder for Gunderson, really, you know, we we have a lot of publications that are just unmatched. Um, and uh, you can go out to the Trost.org and find the publications menu and you can visit the, the store on Lulu and uh, materials are available through there, including uh, many of the past issues of Iduna. Absolutely. And Rob, I do want to not let it slip by that you are also an author and have a book or two out. You want to mention those real quickly. And I know it's putting you on the spot and you might be slightly embarrassed, but I do want to, I do want to acknowledge that. Well, there are, there are two. It's uh, the, uh, Book entitled A Dictionary of Orglova Terminology, which I co-authored with my cousin's wife, uh, that's uh, Amarelli Eckhart. And then um, also uh, the first book of Orglova Myths, um, which obviously is going to have a second book for, uh, eventually, <laughs> um, but I uh, haven't quite had the time for that yet. And they're both out on, uh, one's on Lulu and one's on Amazon. You can find them both on Amazon, actually. And uh, within the Troth's website, we actually do, I can't think of the page right out, but we do have a, a, a web page under the, that uh, rather dramatic menu at the top, uh, that navigation bar that does lead to uh, a Troth authors and musicians page where you can find books that are authored by Troth members or music that's created by them. Excellent, excellent. I did pick up your book of Urglava Myths, uh, for my Kindle, so I'm going to be working through that myself. Good. <laughs> Let me know what you think. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to it. It's it's going to be pretty pretty neat to learn uh, some new items and to learn about a eh, kind of a practice that's 
fairly indigenous to the Americas based mm-hmm. on the cultural as- background that, that that you bring to it. So that's really exciting. Oh, good. Like, you know, you'll probably find a typo or two here, here or there, and there too. But uh, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Hey, Rob. Real quick before uh, it's getting a little bit late for you. And I want to respect your time and and but um, talk to us a little bit about Iduna Magazine. You mentioned how it's a, a great magazine and uh, and I think it is as well. Even though sometimes it does confound me because I I get I get kind of uh, lost in reading because there's so much uh, and it's a very very packed with a lot of information. Uh, tell us about the Iduna. Man, I don't even know where to start with that you know, with that question. Um, the, Basically, what is it about, and and, and how is it, in, how how it's important to the members? Well, Iduna is, uh, you know, the, the bearer of the apples that keep the gods and goddesses young, and mm-hmm. re, you know, bring about rejuvenation. And um, she is also the patroness of the truth, um, because she is bringing about the rejuvenation or the you know of heathenry, and um, and so. Her, the journal is very aptly named after her, um, and every month, or sorry, every quarter, we get just so many articles from from people on different topics, ranging from uh, like studies into the into the Scandinavian lore to what's going on in this part of you know in this part of the country to you know herbalism, you know either ancient herbalism or modern you know uses for the herbalism to the list of stewards to messages from the you know from the shop or the publishing uh you know the publishing team it it really is just amazing the different the differences in articles you get usually they're themed publications where they you know they have a particular topic that most of the articles relate to you know, like one month it might be winter, and the, the articles talk about various winter aspects. Or, um, and then another quarter it might then be, you know, something related to some area in the Faroe Islands. I'm just making that up. I'm not sure if you know, the themes aren't coming to my head off the top. It really is one of the reasons that our members really like to renew is because they really love to keep that journal coming. And um, I actually just had gotten a a letter from an inmate today who said that he was uh, going to go back and, and order issue 107 because he, he has, his membership had lapsed and he missed 107, so he's renewing for 108. But he's like, oh, i got to go back and i got to find a way to get the money to buy 107 because I, I really just love that journal. So it, it, it's a really exciting journal to read. And really, you know, Diana Paxson and Lori Wood and their crew do an amazing, amazing amount of work on that every single quarter. And uh, it, it's definitely one of those things that the Troth can boast about. It's honestly one of the reasons that I was interested in joining the Troth in the first place was because I knew that there was a wealth of information in Uduna that you couldn't find anywhere else and that back issues were available if you were a member. Electronically now, right? You can you can uh, pick up back issues? Well, the back issues... The back issues... I, I, I'm not sure that all back issues are available because some of them haven't, like especially the issues that were before that we went electronic. Right. Um, and that's that, that's that's actually a question better directed to the publishing team. 
but yeah, you, you, you know, once you once you pay for your membership, you you still get the you know the four that you paid for. Uh, that's right. a, that's something I want to explore in the future. Is what you know what what with somebody's an active member, so should they be able to access all of them? But that's something that we have to think about going forward as we work to uh, work to update our um, website into at least you know the 21st century. Um, I'm joking about that. It's a 21st century product, but uh, at least into the you know the current year's web uh, web programming codes and stuff like that. We have. A lot of work to do in that. That's probably going to take a while to work on, but at least we're up and working now. So, and do you know that there's a lot of there's many many issues available uh, as PDF or electronic version through mm-hmm. the Troth Blue Store. A lot right. of them. Yeah. So that's a great thing that uh, they can folks can go through and, and check them out. And and there are some great things. Uh, a few years ago, a couple years ago. One of the members, Berga Kanor, wrote a re- really wonderful piece about dwarfs, and uh, mm-hmm. that was really a great uh, article that she had in there about the dwarfs and their the different ones and their names and the names that we have out of the lore. And so there's really good stuff. There's poetry, and I think some folks have written songs and translations and all kinds of scholarly thing, scholarly items to uh, fun items as well. So yeah, little um, things, great. little things like that just help members keep abreast of what's going on in each other's lives. There's you know, like little posts about what's going on, like so-and-so just, just got a new position or, you know, like there's all just stuff that helps keep the community growing as well. That is one of the hallmarks of the truth is its quarterly journal. It is a great journal. Well, Lane, do you have anything that you'd like to check in? I think well, we're... it depends on how long the, the, it'll take. Honestly, one of the things that you mentioned that I was curious about was uh, outreach to international organizations. Yes. Was there anything more that you were interested in saying about that, or, or any names you wanted to mention, or any plans? Uh, because one of the things that that really interests me is the uh, wide variety of traditions and you know tribes that have formed you know uh, not just in the US but around the world and different practices that have grown up along with them so well we've we're currently in discussion and uh, I I can't go into too much detail yet but with mm-hmm. um organizations in in Germany in uh Sweden individuals and organizations in the Netherlands and Denmark in Costa, oh, in Costa Rica and the UK and also with individuals in Iceland, and we do have some ideas that it's it, they're premature to announce at this point. So I, I I I I would as much as I would love to say more about some of the ideas that we have, we still have a little bit of work to do on them before they become a reality. But the, it is very important that that these discussions resume uh, among mm-hmm. these different organizations because you know the experience of heathens in different countries is very varied but many of our challenges are the same and many of the the pieces of information that we are seeking for one thing or another somebody over in Europe may have the answer to that or somebody here may have something that may help us find something really the more that we network and the more that we talk to one another uh, it only helps us you know grow stronger so I'm what I'm really hoping is I want to see far more exchanges both online as well as in the real world amongst these different groups. And um and I, I do think that the Troth is going to be one of the leading forces in making this happen. 
with uh, Letitia Andreas and Amanda Lee Hawkins leading the team right now, leading the, you know, the effort along with me and some of the foreign representatives. You know, we have some really good ideas that are beginning to to gel. But unfortunately, they're just beginning, so I can't say much more than that right now. Fair enough. The tease is good, and I'm sure we'll see more as it develops. I'm looking forward to it. I sure I, 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 I sure hope so, because i got to tell you that if some of these things happen, it'll just be amazing. So. <laughs> All right, enough teasing. That, that is exciting to hear, and, and when the time is right, then things will come out and oh that's that's excellent and it's great to as lane said the tease is good and it's great to know that that the efforts are being made to reach out and connect with other organizations around the world and to unify a little bit more and to Mm -hmm. meet on the common grounds that we have and be able to share with each other and and support and network with each other that's great those are great things I'm, I'm, i'm just very excited about that and i do and i do want to also Increase at least you know discussions with uh, you know with American and Canadian organizations as well, such as ADF. A lot of those you know a lot of their members are are heathens also, and they also we share a lot of common challenges certainly, and uh, they're just they're very good folks, and I think that that we have a, a lot of common ground to cover with those organizations as well. So. As an ADF member, I can definitely say that's great, and I appreciate the outreach. All right. Well, Rob, thank you so much for taking your time and spending a few, uh, an extra hour up late uh, out of your your schedule, and we do appreciate your your service to the Troth and to the heathen community through the thank years. You. And uh, we look forward to working with you and having you back on to talk about other things and uh, be a big part of the truth and what's going on in the in the community. Oh well, thank you guys. I just hope uh, that I actually made it worth listening to. <laughs> Absolutely, and congratulations again yeah, as congratulations. being elected steer. And we look forward to uh, some really great, uh, exciting things happening as the truth uh, moves to accomplish a lot of the the visions and the things that you have for it. All right, great. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, thank you, sir. Thank you, Rob.
Finnish folk band Vartinia and I know I'm not saying it quite correctly because I don't speak Finnish but uh, I'm trying. The song is Oi Dai and it's from the album of the same name which was released in 1991. The song is interesting and I picked it because it's about a person who's away from their homeland and thinking back and wishing for the or thinking back on those times when they were home in their forests or by the lakes there and just thinking about home and I thought it was just kind of a nice um, a nice song so I hope you enjoy it and the website will be linked in our show notes so please check it out that was our interview with Rob Schreiber from the Troth the steer of the Troth that was exciting I yeah, really enjoyed that how about you yeah, I thought that was fantastic. It was good to have him on the show and have him talk about the future that pretty much the most prominent organization, heathen organization in the U.S. is taking in it the was, direction that it's going in. It is exciting, and I'm really glad to see the vision that, that Rob has and the folks that are getting around him to make sure that it happens or to try to get it started anyway right. and to create a place where people can practice their heathenry with uh, the way that they want to and and in a great way so Uh it's really exciting and it's great to see the gods and goddesses honored and yeah absolutely worshipped and respected and Uh and as well as the other deities and then all of the different things the exciting thing about the truth is that it's very like he mentioned uh, an inreach program for prisoners is really neat and they, they they have a large group of folks that practice saith and do magic and things like that so it's really cool oh i missed that part then again i showed up late yeah so it happens (laughs) well you didn't talk about that but i know from experience that there's a lot of folks well yeah i mean individual members i I thought you meant in an organized fashion oh no yeah no it's not a group that would be interesting that would be so well let's do our rune poll yeah absolutely do you want to pull this time i think so you should do it we are. We're doing my nice pine runes, ponderosa pine runes, made by Caitlin. And who do we have? Oh, oh. how appropriate, Manas. Absolutely. Manas. So what, does, what, what does Manas say to you? Well, Manas is to me all about community and reach out and and connecting, making a connection with other folks and talking about the truth. How appropriate especially with Rob discussing about reaching out internationally and reaching out okay. in this country to other or- heathen organizations and uh, non-heathen organizations such as Pagan Pride and the International Faith Community. And ADF, yeah. And ADF, and the the, the heathen com- community in the ADF. So, wow, to me it's quite appropriate. Very cool. So, uh, rune poem for Anglo-Saxon one. The mirthful man is dear to kinsmen, yet every man must fail his fellow, since he, since the will of the Lord dooms that the fail fresh, fail frail flesh to earth be taken. It does seem to be a a kind of broad picture of humanity. I know for a lot of people, this rune um, represents a community connection between humans, but for some also, um, and I believe that this was where. Uh, the, some of the earlier ones that I or read earlier on in my life, um, representing the self. I think that's for Edward Thorson. It represents the matrix of the self in relation to what is around you, your personal identity, and where it merges with the group identity and where it, and your connections. So, interesting, great stuff. Mm-hmm. And you read that broom poem out of Ticking Up the Runes by oh, Diana yeah. Paxson. Want to 
We always have that. Well, well, plug it. Um, This is the best book on runes so far, or at least it's one of the most comprehensive ones that exists because she takes things from a lot of different sources, uh, quotes a lot of authors that I've read and many who I haven't. Not only is there a lore, are there lore-based examinations of each one of the runes, but there is also, you know, more spiritual exploration and more woo for for those who are interested in that part portion of things also which you know as you know i am yes so <laughs> me too so well great well thanks for that you're welcome like to as we get ready to wrap this up uh, just to, again thank rob for Absolutely. being on and it's really exciting mm-hmm. so check out our show notes for some connections to the troth uh, we'll have a link posted to the blog to their website and i will find their facebook page that he mentioned and we'll put those links in the show notes as well as some other interesting things uh, for instance our music choices by hawk right. uh, we'll have those listed in there and speaking of hawk i still have uh, some numbers of sets of CDs available. That's right. I've got a few too. Hawk has made a special offer of four, a packet of four CDs for $25. So just email at giftsoftheweird at gmail.com and we can send you the invoicing and PayPal instructions and then we'll be able to get those four CDs out to you. And if you haven't heard our interview with hawk yet for some reason you just picked the most recent one go check out episode five which was just previous to this and we have a rather fun and interesting conversation with hawk and some of his music we've dropped in there and it's very exciting yeah hawk's a fascinating person definitely check out that podcast absolutely so check out our twitter page at weird gifts that's at w-y-r-d-g-i-f-t-s Send an email to giftsoftheweird at gmail.com. And I created a new Facebook page just for us. That's right, you did. Yeah, so that's now live. Find us at Gifts of the Weird on Facebook. I'm not quite sure of all of the the particulars of it, but I'll put a link in there as well. And we'll start sending, putting some Havamal verses and other things on there. Maybe some rune polls and... uh, updates about the the podcast and what we're doing and some cool things like that is really good excellent and for an upcoming podcast i think it would be great and fun to talk about freya and frigga and so sending out the word and asking folks what do you think about freya and frigga i think each one deserves their own show well yeah maybe we can do a three-parter that'd be fantastic or we'll talk about them together uh, together and separately fair the so what i would like is because there are some thoughts some schools of thought out there that freya and frigga are the one one and the same goddess just worship differently in either the continent or in the nordic lands further north or that they're two completely separate individuals entities uh, and we'd like to know how you think about that and if you just send a note to gifts of the weird at gmail.com tell us what you think and why you think that is it just based on gnosis is it based on some your studies in the lore or uh, books that you've read things like that please just let us know how you came to the, that opinion it doesn't one isn't right over the other uh, we want to explore both we want to explore what people think one isn't right i thought I don't know. I thought we were doing it wrong, or I thought you were. 
Well, if I am always doing it wrong. So am But I. you are not the boss of me, Lane. That's true. Very true. <laughs> so, thanks. So please uh, send that in. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, if you, we would also love to hear what you think of the show. Hopefully we are improving as the show goes on. And hopefully the technical aspect is improving. And we'd like to hear that. If you're downloading off of iTunes, rate us and give us a, a fee- some feedback. Please do. And since you've been listening, you may have been listening to us for a while at this point and have a general idea of our interests and the sort of things we like to talk about. If you have a suggestion for a show idea uh, for a topic or something that you'd very much like to explore, we'd be interested in uh, receiving that. So please email us with show suggestions and topic suggestions. There is nothing so out there that we will reject it outright, probably. Um, (laughs) Absolutely. Great idea. And and please do send us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you and love to hear that hopefully we're making a good impression and we're doing well. And uh, also, uh, part of the feedback on iTunes helps the show get noticed, meaning it's easier to find when folks look for heathen podcasts. Mm -hmm. And there are very few heathen-related podcasts. There's few pagan podcasts, actually, and... There's even fewer heathens, so it's we true. want to be a voice out there. We want people to easily find us. So you can find us either through the Podbean feed or through iTunes. So, yep. Hail the gods, hail the ancestors, hail the whites, hail the listeners. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you.